Colorado's in a different league. So it's cool to see them win the cup and all that now. So where were you? Yeah. Uh, which what, I guess what's your team growing up? Who were you a fan of? Ooh, I was Caps fan and also really liked. Why were you a Caps fan? I know, right? Weird. I'm from Saskatchewan. Yeah, and I like the Capitals. Yammer Jaeger, that was the guy. Oh, okay, so yeah, okay. His flow, his flow was like the big thing. Yeah, that's and my mom loved him, and I was like a Flames fan. Caps and Oilers, those were like my three. And then I kind of Flames and Oilers, I get right. Yeah, like, it makes like they're sense. close, like, they're right? Close by, like. Yeah, but the other one just out of the blue, Caps, and then Caps have been like the team ever since. Because well, they've been good for like ten years, and plus, yeah. when you have Ovi on your team, you can't not cheer for them, right? Hundred like, percent, and that, that was why Ovi is just lights out. Ovi. Ruins guys, shoots pucks, gets them in the net all the time, and absolutely like he's. I'd say the best goal scorer in NHL the, the and ever. Yeah, the best was that one year where he had like 112 points and he was minus 55 or something. You're like, <laughs> how do you score that many goals and have that many points and you're minus that many? Like, do, do you not know how to spell back check or like what? Like, what in the world is happening? Like, Literally. Barry Trotz is probably just like rolling, like fuck, Ovi, get back there or something. <laughs> Man, the worst. Yeah, it's that's the one part of the game that he needed to work on. But then when he did, he started blocking shots. Everybody bought in. They won the cup. Yeah, they won the cup. So, like, there you go. If you could play on any team right now, what team would it be? Vegas. Hands down, Vegas. Yeah, that's a fucking good one, actually. Yeah. Oh, the place, like, the place absolutely erupts. You, you go you, you go to a game. I, like, that's on my have bucket you been? list. No, I want to. I've, uh, have you been to Vegas in general? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've been to Vegas a couple times, but I actually haven't been to a game. And if you, I was talking to Chandler's team, so he's on the team. And he just said, like, I love he just drops that no big deal. Yeah, I was just talking about my own team. No, but I, work, I worked out with them. I'm like, Sask We're Sasky guys. And so I skate with them, worked out with Is them. Is that way? That's what I said. Sasky guys? Yeah, Sasky guys. guys. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I was talking to him, and he was like, it's absolutely electric. Like, you literally walk out, and the fans are going nuts about everything. And it's like, it's, like, it's literally like a rave. Like, you go on the ice, and it's a rave. And I just, like, sit there. I just think, like, what the heck kind of experience would that be? It'd be so cool. They, so that's my team. It's funny that. when uh, when they first launched the team i was like this is either gonna be hit or miss because oh, yeah. vegas like it could all be like people who just come there from out of town who are in there it's like yeah all the casinos buy the tickets and just give them to their high rollers who really don't care for hockey exactly because in vegas like what is hockey right people care about basketball and football yep and then it turns out that the vegas nights like first year flurry plays like the best year ever they make it so they make a cup run like just unbelievable team like, <laughs> yeah. and i remember when they drafted the team i was like this team's gonna suck i'm like <laughs> Yeah. Who, who are their top notch players? And like, everyone turned out to be st- not studs, but they turned out to be a yeah. great team. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they do the uh, what do you call it? like a march into the into the stadium for every game. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think it goes down the strip, Danny. Maybe you can check that. I think they literally have something where you uh, before every single game is like six o'clock. All the fans march towards the stadium on the strip or something. Oh my goodness! Maybe I'm That'd butchering be... this and this is completely made up, but <laughs> I think I heard that somewhere. I honestly couldn't tell you. I haven't done like that much details or watching, but I also want to go to games. So you got that go does to... happen. I'll tell you about it for yeah, sure. Yeah, I um, me and again, me and Georgie, we we're supposed to be going to Vegas to watch the Raiders game. So we're trying to like line it up so we can catch like a Knights game, Raiders game, and maybe something else. Like maybe do a couple pool parties or something. Yeah. Know? Have a little bit of fun, Daddy. Did you go, did you find it? No. Yeah, there's a parade. There is right. Is it every game? Yeah, 45 <laughs> minutes before the game, there's a parade led by the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, that's like, they real. come into the stadium and then it like it's, uh, it's done by MGM Resorts. Yeah, so you know this is like top notch like production too, right? Like I just love to see it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. If you didn't play hockey and you could be a professional athlete in any sport, what would it be? Great question. I have to go with baseball. 
I, I'm on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. I was talking about this last night. That's the that's the least I would want to do. Really? What's yeah. the one that you want to do? No, you go explain your reasoning first. Reasoning, okay, so baseball is super laid back, chill. I feel like I've probably been good at it too. I never did play the game. But I love it. I've never played, but I feel like I'd be good at it. Well, no, it's like it's the idea behind it. it's like I have good hand eye coordination. I am a small build. It's not like you need to be a huge play ball player. And I think that the lifestyle is pretty chill. You just hang out. You go to the game. Okay, but it's like 162 games a year. You're <laughs> yeah. gone for the whole year, though. Yeah, but then the other half of the year, you're just chilling. You could be playing in yeah, like... Yeah, that's like three months. And then spring <laughs> training starts. Like, it's like the most... I think it's... I think baseball it takes the most time out of the year. It's the you longest season. You're working six yeah. days a week. Like, you're, you're actually... You're non Well, you have like a two-week all-star break if you're not in the all-stars. No, no, and it's then, a week. The all-star break's a week. You guys are convincing me not anymore. Like maybe well, not I love baseball. baseball. Yeah. Baseball's my like, one of my thing. favorite sports. But she's got like a crush a on George time. Springer. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Maybe baseball isn't the thing now. I I'm gonna have to rethink this logic. <laughs> Wait, who's your Who's your baseball team? Toronto. Okay. okay yeah. Right. I'm Jays fan, but I'm gonna rethink this now. What's yours? Like, um, in. I've uh, I thought about this basketball's mine. Yeah. Why? Really? Yeah. Non-contact sport. So like your your mind is still like fully developed all the way through yeah you know like i would love to be tom brady like be a, an nfl quarterback like that'd be the coolest thing ever go to the super bowl biggest watch game of like life yeah but man you get just absolutely rocked oh yeah once no. a week. mind you you only play you know what 20 games a year if you go all the way to then 22 including preseason but man just getting rocked. imagine like i don't know like von miller coming off the end and just like laying into you from the back like, literally like these strongest guys out there man you don't realize you. Like, defensive ends are like they're Six foot five, two hundred eighty pounds, and Jack. <laughs> yeah, like, like they're not like they're not meat. like they're not like thick, thick like fat dudes. No, they're no. Jack. Like six foot five, two eighty, and like six pack abs. You're like, yeah, but that monster's coming at me. Like that's not that's not Literally. a human. That's a monster. No, yeah. So so I decided basketball. Like your knees are gonna be fucked, but my knees are already done anyways. So. <laughs> and ankles like, too. Yeah, but it's like you you can interact with fans. Like you're there. Yeah. yeah okay. All right. Basketball. Yeah. I'm really shocked you didn't say pickleball. Oh, oh. pickleball is elite. You oh, play pickleball? You want to play with Ricky? You play he's, pickleball? He's I, recruiting. I have, I have played, yes. I'm looking for partners. Really? <laughs> I have a pickleball court. You have a pickleball court? Yeah, court. so... Okay. I'm, so, I'm so glad. I'm so glad he likes pickleball. Um, my, uh, when I went to Florida back in uh, Easter time, around Easter, my parents got into pickleball in Florida. My parents are a little bit older. My mom had double hip surgery, so she can't... Yeah. Uh, she's not like super, super like mm -hmm. mobile. Uh, and my dad's a little bit of a heavy set guy, so... Like tennis, they just can't play tennis. So yeah. they got into pickleball. And it's like one of the fastest growing sports in North America. I think it's actually the fastest growing sport in North America. Uh, so they started playing like Ricky, come play. I was like, look, I just want to like, I'm only here for like 72 <laughs> hours. I just want to chill by the pool. Like, no, come say hi to everybody. Your dad's playing pickleball. I was like, dad's playing pickleball. My, dad, my dad's not really athletic. So I was like, I got to see dad play pickleball. Yeah. So I go there. I haven't even like dropped off my suitcase yet. I'm like, just like in my airport clothes. Like I'm wearing pants still at the airport. Okay. Like jeans. Like where are you rocking? No, I'm wearing like I don't know, like just like athletic pants, like joggers, like Lululemons yeah. or something, right? So I, I literally get there, like, oh, you gotta play. We'll teach you how to play. I was like, let me just go home. Like, no, no, we're only playing for another 15, 20 minutes. I'm like, fuck, okay, stick around. I started playing pickleball. Fell in love with it. My parents live up in Vaughn, and they have like a, a bigger property. Yeah. So my mom literally convinced my dad to put a pickleball court in the backyard. So we have this like little sports plex. No now. way. It just got finished uh, Friday. So whatever wow. yesterday uh, or two couple days ago. And now we're going to start playing steady. That's unreal. You have a car? Do you have a car? I do have a car here. Yeah. Well, after this, I'll send you my address, but yeah. whenever you want to play. Okay. I'm down. Are you good? I'm not. No, I'm okay. 
Well, you're I athletic. You're I athletic. Know, so I'm, I like tennis. I was yeah. good at tennis. And okay, pickleball so if you're good at tennis, like, you'll be good at pickleball. Yeah, it should be kind of similar. And badminton, I love too. That was so fun. Okay, so, so then you're good. I'm okay. I'm okay. You, you'll, you'll be fine. I've been talking yeah. shit to the best players in the world on Instagram. <laughs> I'll literally like, I'll DM you, like the number one ranked players in the world. Like, I'm coming for you. <laughs> they read this and they're like, one guy like liked one of my messages. I was like, good luck at the tournament. I DM'd him. There was like a big tournament a couple weeks ago. So I was like, I DM him like, good luck at the tournament coming up. He double taps. I'm like, I'm taking your number one spot. Just seen. (laughs) Man, it's a joke. It's It's actually (laughs) America's fastest growing sport in 2022. Wow. There you go. Fun facts. There we go. Fact checking. Ricky's convinced uh, he's going to the Olympics. So why not? What's holding him back? This is the attitude I need in my life. This is exactly what I need. I've uh, I've started training, not like really, but there's no real pickleball like Canadian league. It's not, not like not really. It's not like this is like a major sport and there's like tournaments in the states where like people do this for a living. Like no, the number one ranked Canadian player is just a dude who like runs a pickleball like court in uh, Calgary or something. Really, maybe Manitoba, somewhere in Manitoba. His name is jo- uh, George Quintero or something. Anyways, he runs a pickleball like little court thing and they play like leagues for fun and that's the number that's one ranked player in, the, in canada or he's like one of the number one ranked players so i'm like hey if i started training i have a court in my backyard in my parents backyard I yeah could, I, maybe i could do this you could why not like really well, you gotta what's, get maybe get a little bit back? lucky right a little bit lucky the the canadian nationals come and i just have a really good weekend it's very big in alberta apparently is it yeah. there you go move to alberta Maybe that's it. That, that, we trade. Uh, no, I'll, yeah. I'll go to Sask- Saskatoon. And that George guy has a squash background. Oh, he's number one in Canada, and he played okay. at the pickleball Canadian Nationals. Wow. Yeah, it was a couple weeks ago in uh, Kingston. Did you check it out? Do you know what? I just started really paying attention to this like a week before, and I tried to register, but I missed it by like a day. Oh, okay. I was okay. I was like, yeah. Fuck. I just want to go and yeah. see where I stand, right? Like I'm, cool. yeah. I'm fairly athletic. Like I. I Workout, so I'm like, okay, like I just want to know what my competition's like, because when I play at my parents' house, like play against my mom and my dad, like I like hand it to them, <laughs> and then I have another buddy who plays tennis, and he comes by and playing, like he's good, and but like I still can, I can, you know, edge him. That's good. So, so I, I I need to see where I stand. Yeah, but he has his own pickleball line, like paddles and like backpacks. You don't have that. The, well, he's got to work into it's it. Called Churco. I'll make my own. <laughs> pals, pals, paddles. <laughs> Should I get ring to it? Should I get pals, paddles? This <laughs> 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 is up and coming. Uh, Check it out. Twenty twenty four coming it. at you. <laughs> what other sports you play growing up? I played football. And what position? I was a running back. Really? Yeah. Were you good? I was. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, like, it's such a loaded question. I don't want to. If you be say like, yeah, you're like I'm cocky. If you yeah. say no, you're like oh, I'm shit. Yeah, it was like. I won an awards for my play, so oh, I so was, you're definitely good. I was all right. I like did well in that sport, but uh, did that basketball, volleyball, hockey, roller hockey was another big one. You did inline? Yeah. Did you ever go to uh, Mars it. or what's the tournament called? Yeah, Mars Mars Blade tournament. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I didn't go to that. I went to nationals and worlds, and worlds was in Detroit, so that was super cool. And it was like with Team Canada, the nationals was with Team so Sass. You're like, you're, you were legit, legit. I was okay. Yeah. Like, yeah I, was, I was an all right. I was an all right player at it. Um, but it was like U14, U12. And then they took it out when I was 14 in Saskatchewan and put in ball hockey. So then I transferred from floor hockey or roller hockey to ball hockey. Which and one that was like better. Oh, roller for sure. Way better. Yeah. Way better. Yeah. It's, the only thing that I like, didn't really like was you're in the arena and it's super, super warm and you're in full gear. So you start absolutely leaking. 
But great workout. I loved rolling. It was, yeah. Like the worst part is, too, so when, when you're drenched, too, and, like, people leaning over the boards, and like, sweat gets on the floor, and then you just hop into, like, just kind of try and turn on that one spot, you wipe out. Like, oh. Foot goes into I played roller hockey in, uh, in Thornhill. There's a little uh, little league. I forget what it's called. Um, whatever. I literally grew up playing there, and uh, I'd play every summer. Cool. So much fun. Yeah. I, I wasn't obviously as good as you. I was a goalie growing up. Really? Yeah. Oh, my. Uh, okay. So I would play as a player just because yeah. it's way more fun. And, like, you're literally roasting as a goalie in those arenas. Like, roasting. I couldn't imagine. I actually couldn't imagine being a goalie in there. It's terrible. Like, just picture, like, the hottest day in the back of your parents' van with no AC. Oh. Like, that's Ooh. what it feels like. And, like, you got, like, 28, 29, 30 degrees. And it's humid. Like, and yeah. it's, like, grossly, like, sweaty. Yeah. So it's just it's That's just not, nightmare fuel, man. Night, nightmare. nightmare fuel. Oh, I feel bad for the goalies. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. That's why I stopped playing goalie now cuz it's like we go to play shinny, goalies you still got to dress fully. Yeah. Players, skates, helmets, gloves. Yeah. You get ready in like 30 seconds. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there like this jerk off taking 25 minutes to put my pads on like the worst thing ever. Yeah. No, that would be tough. Like do you have you gone outdoor rink much? Oh yeah. Yeah. I play every now like in the winter we have a couple rinks in the in the city that we go to. There's a couple even around this area, but yeah. uh, up north there's a lot more. And they're not as busy. The ones downtown get so crowded. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, and it's just, there's so like people, people learning to skate probably and all that. Yeah. Like there was one I went to up by Riverdale Park. And, uh, Riverdale's nice. Yeah, was that the one? I no, no, I don't. I don't go to that one. It's too oh, far okay. for me. But Riverdale's a nice area. Yeah, it was gorgeous. Like the arena was overlooking the whole city, and I was like, "This is absolutely incredible." We was it? Was I with you there the other day at Danforth Music Hall when we drove by it? Oh, I was with another friend. But like, yeah, we were at Danforth Music Hall, and you yeah. drive by, and you're like, "This is one of the best views of the city." Yeah, it's so nice. I went with my die beauties there, so it was awesome to hang out with them and kind of mentor them, but also just have some fun. It was a yeah. blast. That is awesome. We yeah. mentioned di- diabetes and obviously, you know, type type one, right? Yep. How's that like growing up playing all these sports? And obviously you're athletic, you're good at sports. How did that impact it? How did it affect you? Like, what's it like? I, I don't know too, too much about diabetes. A friend of mine was just telling me that his daughter, his, sorry, his granddaughter got affected with, which one's the really bad one? There's one There's that's like no, type one. Type one's the, oh shit, my bad. Yeah. That's so you got to affect diagnosed with type one and that's the one with like the needle every day yep blah, blah. okay yeah. so tell me about that all right so i got diagnosed at the age of four yeah and it was really difficult for me and my family because went to the hospital i was peeing and thirsty all day and i drank like you're a kid like, too a kid. Which four, so i was four years old and i was at my babysitter's that morning and i drank four liters of milk before noon and like something's wrong wait, if you're why, why milk right I was four just, liters of milk yeah i loved milk <laughs> growing up i was a milk guy always was <laughs> <laughs> but how are you not sponsored by milk or something right now? <laughs> milk, milk doc, milk.ca. Let's hit them up. Yeah, so I love milk. <laughs> and so I ended up drinking the four liters, which is crazy for a four-year-old. I went to the bathroom over a dozen times. So she called my dad, and he's a nurse by trade, and so was my mom. I was like, hey, like you got to get Kayla. Like, pick him up. Something's wrong. So my dad picked me up, took me home. And while I was home, I literally like went to the bathroom and put my head underneath the sink and started lapping water in my mouth with my toothbrush. And he's like, what is going on with you? This, is, this kid's broken right literally now. like, why is he so thirsty? Is <laughs> yeah. So then we went to the hospital. I uh, got rushed through Merge. They got poked and prodded with more needles. And then within an hour, the doctor called my dad into the room and said, Kale's a type 1 diabetic and will be insulin dependent for the rest of his life. Fuck. And so like my dad absolutely broke down, called my mom and she started breaking down too. Because they fully understand. They that, like, knew. What, they knew yeah. what it was. And I 
four, four years, years old. old. No clue. You're just like, where's my milk? Yeah, literally. Like, I was like, I just want to be out of this doctor's <laughs> house. So I said to my parents, I hate this doctor's house. I'm going to throw this chair through the window so I get sent home. And fortunately enough, the chair did not go through the window. And I got sent home pretty fast. Wait, you actually tried? Like, I, I legit was like that mad and angry being in the hospital as wow. a four-year-old. Yeah, so I got home. I thought I was home free. And turned out I needed another needle 20 minutes later. And then another needle after I ate supper. Another needle that night. Woken up in the middle of the night, another needle. Woken up in the morning, a needle. Before breakfast, another needle. After breakfast, another needle. And so that was my life. That's what it became to be. And so being an athlete and a young diabetic, it was difficult. I had lots of people say I should quit hockey. I had one coach that actually cut me from a team and said that you should quit hockey and take up like a less strenuous sport. Shut up. No lie. Yeah. Because there's so there's no awareness out there about it. And people thought it would be like a liability on a team or I'd be a nuisance or a distraction for my teammates because I'd have to have snacks on the bench or I'd have to give myself insulin during intermission. They just thought like I couldn't perform the best. So um, he said I should take up bowling. So if there was a new sport, maybe I want to be a professional bowler. <laughs> Shout out to that coach. I'll be a <laughs> professional it, bowler. A professional bowler. <laughs> um, I, you just, uh, I just think of the meme with the guy with the ball. He throws it in. And he gets the like 12 strikes in a row. He starts celebrating. He's like, I told you. Man, I, was, I told you. <laughs> I was just going to mention that. I was going to be like, look, I want to stay on this topic because it's good. But that meme yes. is the best. Like, Who do you think you are? <laughs> I am. That's right. I am. <laughs> It's like literally the greatest celebration. I pu- I literally pulled it up. I think it's still on my TikTok recent searches because I was telling it to someone the other day. I'm like, bowling can be hype if oh, you have yeah. the right dude, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like you ever see those um, darts tournaments in yes. Vegas? Yes. It's like, why is the crowd so like... It's, first off, it's a costume party. Every darts tournament somehow a costume party. Right. Everyone in the crowd's dressed up. You're like, what is happening? And then people get so fired up. And I'm watching this. I have no idea how the scoring works. No idea. It's just dark. And like to me, they're missing because none of them hits, hits the bullseye. But that's not the point of the game. Yeah, and they're just going around, going around. And crowds going absolutely nuts. I'm like, what the? Fuck? So maybe, maybe we're, you're a bowler and I'm a darts player. Yeah, maybe, 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 maybe those are professional honestly, sports. Here. That's screw pickleball. Yeah, Let's screw that. Hey, hey, come on. Come I like pickleball. Yeah, no, no offense. Yeah. I like pickleball. But uh, yeah, back to the diabetes thing. It was difficult. And then like growing up, you'd have people call you fat and overweight, and that wasn't the case because there's two different types of diabetes. There's type one where you have an autoimmune disorder and your pancreas doesn't produce any insulin. Yeah. So, for example, easiest way to explain it is you have a chocolate bar, your body's fine. It gives yourself insulin to correct the carbs that go into your body. I have a chocolate bar. I stay high, so my glucose or blood sugar is at an elevated level, which is unhealthy. So I have to give myself insulin to bring down my glucose level, my blood sugar. For type 2 diabetic, it's more of a lifestyle factor, so like they're unhealthy, um, with the foods they intake or not really doing as much exercise as they should be. And then they develop a type two where oh, okay. their pancreas still works a bit, but not as good as it used to. So that's why you see them more on pills or like low amounts of insulin compared to the type one where there's pancreas doesn't work at all. Is there, is there again, maybe this, I don't know if this is a dumb question. Is there a cure for type one diabetes or just the shots daily? Yeah, no, there's no cure. Insulin is like the closest remedy to it. There's things like artificial pancreases, and they're doing cell transplants now to try to see. Uh, we're actually pretty close to cures now, today, but uh, it's probably going to be like five to ten years, hopefully, like fingers crossed, around there. And hopefully they start with the children, or I want them to start with the children first, so that the children can have most normal life possible, yeah, and yeah. then 
worked their way up. Is there, has there been like a like a strong evolution between like I don't know technology thirty years ago and today? Like, have you witnessed it? Obviously, you're, what, yeah. you're like twenty seven now. 26? Yeah, twenty five. Twenty five. Yeah. Okay. So I've definitely witnessed the evolution. So I've had it for twenty years now. And when I first got diagnosed, we have to like poke our finger. There is nothing else. Poke the finger. Put it on a strip of blood. Like put your blood on a strip, which then goes into a meter, and the meter tells you what your blood sugar is at that current time, and that's it. And that so then it. and we wouldn't know if you're trending upwards or downwards. It was just like at that point, at that time, that's your glucose level. Can you can you feel when your, I guess, levels are high and low? Like, do oh, you yeah. feel it like noticeably? Yeah. So when I'm high, I get like tingly sensation. I'm really thirsty. I have a dry mouth. Mom, where's the uh, milk? Yeah. Yeah. So that was why I was so thirsty was I had a high glucose. So I wanted more milk because I was so thirsty and my mouth was dry. But uh, then when I'm low, I have like shaky legs. I'm tired. I'm weak. I'm sweaty. You feel like you're going to pass and out yeah, or something? Yeah. Like you feel like you're going to pass out. You feel like you're depleted. And so those were like the two differences between those. What's it uh, like? Has that affected your life like outside of sports? Like obviously you're a young, young guy. Like you, pro I'm assuming you go out, you have fun, travel, do all these like exciting things. How does it affect your life outside of sports? Like, yeah. Are you, are you at a restaurant like, I don't know, in New York, you're at Tao or something and you're just, okay, mind you, I got to just stick my leg or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, even like you go to a, a nightclub or something, like, do you have to bring your yeah. little pouch? You get searched and yeah. do people understand what it is? So more do now, but like back in the day, like a great story. Especially you're probably coming from a small town too, right? Well, yeah. I came from Saskatoon, which is like at the I time I was there, thousand. it was 250,000 when yeah. I was there, but now it's like 375,000. So it's getting bigger. But uh, like in elementary school, I went to the bathroom and I was in the stall and I'm going to call him little Johnny. So I was in the stall and you know how you go to the bathroom and you, you see the little cracks in the stall. You probably had a peek through it. You've had somebody peek on you type of thing. I'm sure you <laughs> That's like my worst it. nightmare. <laughs> just right? In the toilet, some little kid just peeking through yeah. it. I'm like, oh, kid, get away from me. Right? Yeah. So little Johnny, I was in the bathroom. I was a grade four. Little Johnny came in the bathroom, peeked through a little crack in the stall and saw me give myself a needle. And he started freaking out, ran out in the school and said, oh my God, oh my God, Kale's give himself a needle. Where he ran out was in the gym, and we had an indoor recess because it was minus 40 in Saskatchewan. <laughs> and so we had an indoor recess. And I'm not even, like, joking. Like, it was legit minus 40. It's really cold there. And, uh, <laughs> I love your preface. <laughs> yeah. Like, just, just for the listeners who haven't ever been, it does get cold. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, screamed it to the whole gym, and there was, like, grade four to eight in there. So then I walk out. I'm pretty embarrassed. And I'm pitch right everyone's like oh are you doing drugs what's wrong with you how old are you at this time i'm grade four so, so that would be like, like eight nine like yeah nine yeah, nine ten you're, you're a baby yeah. yeah so like just a little kid and that was like it felt so embarrassed and shy then like now so like say you go to the bar i don't even need to bring a package because i have continuous glucose monitoring system on me which tells me my blood sugar 24 7 okay. to my phone so i literally just look like at app, my phone yeah. and then i have my pump as well as connected to my phone. So the pump gives me insulin. So it literally talks to each other like an artificial pancreas. So I literally have this meter in my arm. I think it's this arm over here, yeah. So I have it like in this arm back here. And this tells me what my glucose level is. And then in my leg, I have a little pump right there that gives myself insulin. So it says, okay, so I'm 10.0 and I want to be at five. Then I'll tell my phone that I'm 10.0. My phone will tell this pump that it wants me to be five. So give myself insulin. So it's literally an artificial pancreas. Okay. So, th so there's like big technology huge advancements. Huge yeah, like So before it was like, if I'm 12.1 at that certain time, I have to give myself insulin to hopefully bring me down to a five. And then we'll see what happens when two hours later. But now I legit can see if I'm trending or going low. 
And, and it's like done automatically. Yeah, it's automatically. It's literally automatic okay, now. Okay, so this is huge. Eva- like huge, huge. huge is, um, who's the hockey player that Max Domi? Yeah, yeah. He's super like, close. He has it right. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, cool. yeah. Super is great to have that relationship with him, and yeah, he has it too. Uh, Bobby Clark was like the pioneer per se. Okay. So back in the day, like Bobby Clark was captain of Philadelphia. Huge, like everybody knew about him. And he was like fighter, tough guy, goal scorer. He was all around. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, and so he was like that the pioneer. Philly was like the badass. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad yeah. Street, and so uh, he was a part of that crew, and he was like the first one who really did it. But I talked with him too, and he said he peed on a stick, and that was how he would know his glucose level. And if it was like high, it would like come up with red. If it was normal and low, it'd be just fine. And that's wow. how he knew. And he was like, you could imagine that. And now today, like Imagine people, going to the bar and you're like standing in the stall, just peeing right? on a stick. The dude beside you is looking over, like, bro, what are yeah. you doing? Or even like on dates too, like with my diabetes, they, like one of the questions I had was like, how do you handle it on a first date? And I was like, you know what? That's a really good question because like first dates are big on impressions. First impressions are huge. Huge. So like you don't want to drop the bomb on them, but you kind of have to. You have to be like, hey, like I'm a diabetic. I'm going to give myself some insulin right now. And depending on how they take it like that's all up to them because well, yeah it might so, be awkward like you're yeah. dating some girls like what you're gonna just pinch yourself yeah right now you're gonna you? pinch yourself and get yourself a needle in your leg right now like what what are you doing yeah yeah are you on drugs like <laughs> <laughs> but like i am on drugs technically <laughs> but like not in that category because yeah, yeah. i don't do those but it's just like it's part of the lifestyle and they have to accept it for what it is and that's where you have the confidence to be like this is what i have and yeah, they're it's also about awareness, right? Like maybe 100%. like 20 years ago, 30 years ago, it wasn't. And like, look, I'm part of the problem, I guess. Like, I don't know too much about it. And that's why you have yeah. these conversations. And I, I love, that's why we love the podcast because we get to learn a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe 20, 30 years ago, it wasn't talked about. It, Never. There's so many um, like diseases and issues that weren't talked about back then and were like almost kind of like frowned upon. Like me- it's, me- mental health is the easiest example. Right? Yep. 20 years ago, you didn't talk about depression. You didn't talk about no. suicide. It was all frowned upon those conversations. Now, we're starting to talk about, you know, Bell obviously like did a big movement on that and that's great. All these other organizations that are putting money into it now, you know, the idea of even like genders and gender pronouns, all that stuff being talked yep. about now is good because the more people know, the less awkward those yeah. first dates are or exactly. those, those situations less are. Exactly, right? stereotypes, judgments, and I think it makes our world a better place because people are more accepting of different things where before it was like, if you don't fit this criteria or this genre, Screw you! You're an your, your your bowling story here. Exactly. I mean, oh, you got you got diabetes. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, go go pick up bowling. It's like, bro, I played another ten years. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. It's just like, yeah. It was, and that was, <coughs> those like things also depends how you take them in. Like, it's either you'd be like, okay, well, I'm gonna listen to this guy, and it's gonna be my fate, or screw you. Like, I've been doing this for so long, I know how to handle it, and I am capable of more than this. And so, like, that's the mentality you have to have when you have this disease, but other things in life too, like not just diabetes, but other aspects. So you get into tragedy, same kind of idea too. Did you ever feel that that like at some point you're like, no, this diabetes is, it's going to take over my life. Like I'm not going to be an athlete. I'm not going to pursue the things I love because of it. Or did you always know, no, I'm, I'm better than this. I'm going to overpower this. I'm going to learn to live with it and I'm going to beat it. Yeah. I think it was definitely the latter. And because I had such a great support system, if I didn't have good support in my life, such as my parents, 
my friends and mentors I had growing up, I wouldn't be the person I am today. Yeah. And so like when I did get cut from that team, I ended up making the other team, which was like a rival. There was only two AAA hockey teams in Sask. And so well, that was it. Yeah. So at the time, that's like a tough one. Eh? You guys yeah. hate each other. Oh yeah. So we were rivals. <laughs> so like, Fuck you coach. Well, yeah. And then we ended up playing against them and, I ended up scoring the game-winning goal. I was literally just going to ask me something Yeah. Buried. Oh, and it was just like such a you good feeling. So oh, hard. yeah. Oh, yeah. I swept the ice. I don't really <laughs> ever sweep the ice per se. That was my first time I ever swept the ice and jumped into the glass and like 10 years old Caleb having the time of his life right now. But uh, like those are the you moments. You go bowling, coach. <laughs> those are like the moments that are like so special. And I think for me, it was having that mindset from a really young age and having to learn that there's stuff out of your control and that you have to focus on stuff that you can control. And so for me, that was a big point, a young time in my life. And now I still apply that today. Yeah. And, and it's true. Like even, I guess this is a good segue. That was when you were a young kid and like you learned how to control that. Obviously you can't control diabetes. Like at a yeah. young age, you get it, you get it. Obviously the crash, you know, four years ago, just over four years ago now, you can't control that. But what you, but what you can control is like what you do afterwards. And like, how you've been like an, an advocate and like helping out in, in all the situations about what happened. And it's amazing because there's things you can control. And there's exactly. things you can't. Yeah. But the thing is doing what you can with the things you can control because that's really like what's up to you. Right. So 100%. man, good yeah. on you. Thank you so much. And that's the cool part about life too, is like we get thrown in situations that challenge us mentally, physically, emotionally. And in those situations that we're getting thrown, we have the ability to choose how we want to respond to it. Do we want to let this bring us down and keep us down? Or do we want to rise above and find that positive from it and continue to build on it? Or how do we want to respond? And I think that's the coolest thing. And one of my favorite quotes is life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. And it's so true because in life we get thrown different obstacles. Even today, for example, like me being late, I could have been absolutely, could have ruined my day, but I didn't let it. You guys didn't let it ruin your day no. either because that was out of my control. What we could do is when we get here, make the most of it, have a great yeah. conversation and continue to make the most of the day. Yeah. And I think like even another quote too is like, if you're given $86,400, you had that in your bank account. I'm sure you probably have seen this one. $10 gets taken away, stolen. Or is that, are you going to throw away the rest of the $86,390? And no, you wouldn't. And that's the same with the seconds that we have in life today. So for me, like that's a big mindset and, something that I carry on today. And you nailed both those quotes. I know I've heard both of those before. I butcher every quote. <laughs> <laughs> you hear me, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I'll say one. I'm like, Danny, can you, can you fact check that? Like middle, mid podcast. Yeah, I'm saying yeah. this. Cause I just, I butcher all the quotes, but no, you nailed both those. Um, there's a story. Do you know the story of the Chinese, uh, the, sorry, the Chinese proverb of the uh, farmer? I've heard of it. I would love to hear your so, take on it. Bring it on. So, I've heard this about maybe six, eight months ago and it, it affects me in so many aspects of my life and I, I find myself telling it almost daily at this point. So there's a Chinese farmer. So mm -hmm. one morning he wakes up, he finds out his horse his horse is gone, right? Yeah, yeah. So the neighbor comes by and goes, oh my God, your horse left. Like, that's terrible news. Yeah. And the farmer looks at the neighbor and says, yeah, maybe, maybe not. Well, the next day the horse, he, farmer wakes up, goes outside, the horse came back with three more horses. Neighbor comes back, oh my God, your horse came back, brought three more horses, you got four horses now. This is amazing news, like I'm so happy for you. And the farmer goes, yeah, maybe, maybe not. Next morning, farmer's son goes out, he's riding one of the new wild horses, yeah. falls off, breaks his leg. Yeah. The neighbor comes back, oh my God, your son broke his leg, that's terrible news, like I'm so sorry. And he's like, yeah, maybe, maybe not. 
Well, next morning, farmer wakes up, goes outside. The army's coming through recruiting all abled boys and men to, to fight in the army. Well, son's got a broken leg, can't fight in the army. The neighbor comes by and goes, oh my God, your son's not getting recruited. That's amazing. He's not going to war. Like, I'm so happy for you. That's amazing. And the farmer goes, yeah, maybe, maybe not. The idea of the story is just that you don't truly know if something's like an amazing thing or a bad thing until you let it fully play out. Obviously, there's, you know, something really good happens in your life and you're so excited and you're so like ready to jump in joy. And then something really bad happens and you're so ready to just like end it all. But it's just let it, let it play out. See what the world happens for you. Because you can take a negative, and I hate that I'm quoting Pitbull right now because I just went to the Pitbull <laughs> concert last night. But you can turn a negative to a boss. It's true though. Man. It's so true. I know Pitbull. Like, I would, I would, I'll, give, I'll, I'll talk about Pitbull after, but it's so true. Like You can turn that negative situation into a positive like, and just be so grateful for just what's what's happened and like you know that we're still here and that we're able to do a lot of things we do because even on our worst days there's millions maybe billions of people around the world that are begging for our worst days that they're praying for our worst days and that's what i tell myself like i, I haven't had a bad day and i don't remember the last bad day i had because even my worst fucking days are better than 99 percent of the, the world's best days yep so it's like i have a i have a roof over my head every day i've got a job i've got friends and family who love me i've got amazing people i get to do cool shit like this all the time like what more can i need honestly you know like what what more do you need in life yeah people you love doing the things you love you know just being happy being able to support yourself or your friends or whatever right? like what else do you really need no and that's exactly it and gratitude is such a big thing in my life too is just being grateful for even being alive yeah and like it's as like crazy as my life has been like i've had instances where i shouldn't be alive and i've had lots of death in my life and to understand that you got to make the most of today because you don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. So that's why everything I do, I do it to 110%. It's not just like you do it 50, I'm going to half go into it. It's like I'm going to do everything I can and today to make the most of this day because who knows what's going to bring. Yeah, and if there's COVID, COVID is like the biggest thing about this. <coughs> Sorry, it's like you know that life could be gone fucking tomorrow. Like yeah. even, you know, knock on wood, I haven't lost anybody super close to me in the, in the last couple of years. But it, it could be taken away like that. So it's like, if mm -hmm. I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it wholeheartedly. I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm going to put all my energy and effort into it because I know one day I might not be able to. Yep. One day I'm I might sad. not be able to sit here and have this conversation. One day I might not be able to hug my parents and tell them I love them. I might not be able to go to the bar with Danny and get drunk and watch her squander off or do, do her thing. I might not be able to do these <laughs> yeah. things. So it's like, while we're here, we need to make sure we enjoy and absolute love and live like to the fullest because like, one day we won't exactly and you see people that are going down a path per se that is negative or not uplifting them and i feel so bad for those people because they have the opportunity to change their trajectory of life and to make that step in the right direction to make what's them truly happy so like people that are like, oh i hate my job or like i'm just getting by for because i have to do this this and this is like change that mindset to be like i love my job or I love this aspect of my job and move into that positive world and find that positive in that huge negative per se. And the, your life changes. Your life truly does change. Yeah. I, I <clears throat> We had a girl named uh, Emily the Recruiter. What was her, what's her real name? Emily Durham. Durham. Uh, she's like super viral on TikTok and Instagram because she does like, um, helps with recruiting. And she talked about, it's not about loving every aspect of your job. It's about finding the aspects of your job that you love because yeah. 
you know, maybe you don't love your pay, but you love everything you do. Enjoy that. Maybe you, you don't love everything you do, but you love your pay. Well, obviously with more money comes more stress or more headaches, mm -hmm. more responsibilities. So there's a give and a take. It's about finding that perfect balance. Like, yep. do I love what I do? I'm in construction. Most days I do. Some days I absolutely hate it, yep. but I love that. You know, I get to take vacation days. I work with my families. I, I have, you know, good authority to make decisions and I can do, I don't have much red tape, which I love. Mm -hmm. There's some people it's like, oh, well, you know, I do this, but I don't fully love. It's like, well, find something you love in that. Yeah. Well, and if you can't find anything you love in what you do, then then it's time to make a switch. Like, exactly. You know, for the right amount of money, I could pick up garbage all day long. If you paid yeah. me enough and gave me enough vacation time, oh, no problem. <laughs> I could... Yeah. I could do anything. Well, yeah. You just because, make an art. Yeah. Whatever you have, you make it as an art. And then you try and be the best at it because if you're exactly. the best at it, you will make money. Me and George actually had the conversation with, uh, <laughs> with that Emily girl. Just be the best at what you can and there's a good chance you'll find a way to be successful and you'll find a way to love what you do because if you're that good at something, you tend to normally love it. Yeah. No, that's so true. Like pickleball. Like pickleball. <laughs> um, I want to do. I, I want to bring up Pitbull for some reason because as we're talking about this, we're mentioning all these like, good quotes here. I went to the Pitbull concert with my mom last night. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And I think Pitbull is the, the most, one of the most entertaining performers. And he's like, do you know if you go to like a conference that's all about like motivation, like self-help and blah, blah. Yeah. Pitbull is the poster boy for those, those things. Really? He's just talking and like going off on, you know, I gotta, you gotta live, live the moment because tomorrow's not guaranteed. Or, like it's all these crazy quotes. And I'm like, Pitbull, you are like, the best i'm like i love you right now everyone's going crazy people there was like kids there at the age of like 10 yeah and there's the there were people beside us a couple they were probably like 65 70 i love and it and they were dancing the entire night at one point like i'm watching this like dance i'm like i don't think her legs can support the rest of her body right now. Like, <laughs> she, she's just woman. like she's an old lady and i'm like Good i'm watching her. her dance i was like man i don't know how she and like two hours straight just dancing Good. nonstop. That's oh. gonna be you at seventy-five at a concert. Yeah, hundred percent. Why not shake what your mama gave you? Yeah, like, yeah. I feel yeah. like you're a boots and hearts kind of guy. Yeah, I, are you? Yeah, a little you bit. Yeah, I, and so ask is called Craven. Craven oh, Country <laughs> Jamboree. So I went. <laughs> Jamboree. <laughs> yeah, so that's, yeah, that's a Sask word. That's like, a Sasky word. Yeah, it's the boots and hearts. That's what it is there. Yeah, you yeah. go to a lot of concerts. Uh, I do. I like to go to like different ones. I wouldn't say I go to a lot. But uh, Craven one was I saw like Luke Bryan, which was super cool. Luke Bryan's dope. Blake yeah. Shelton, Dallas Smith. Oh, so um, it's a big festival. It was oh, yeah, it's the exact same. It's exact same boots and hearts. They just bring it to oh, staff cool. too. And it's probably better. I don't know. I don't know. It's well, better. Well, probably per is se, because like I feel like, like out there like there's. I say this respectfully. I feel like there's less to do, right? So like when something big like oh, this yeah. happens, like, yeah, that's like it's it's in oh. everybody's calendar and the whole town is going. Everybody. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's super cool. What else did you do growing up in Saskatoon? Like again. Forgive me for being ignorant. I've never been there. I don't know yeah. much about it. The only thing I know about Saskatoon is the Saskatoon Blades won the <laughs> won the what what what's the cup? For yeah, the Memorial Cup. Memorial Cup. What like eight years ago or something? Yeah, because they were on that TV show, mm -hmm. TSN's TV show. Yeah, that is the most I could tell you about Saskatoon. Wow, well, that's still pretty good. And the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Are there they still called the Rough Riders? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's like a big thing. Is a Riders? Saskatchewan Rough Riders are huge. You a fan? Yeah. Oh yeah. You have to be. You have to wear like. So I used to wear a watermelon to the game, and it would be like. I think you're probably like, what the heck? Nah, no, I real love watermelon? this. A real watermelon. Like, look head? it up. Fact check it. It's actually the funniest thing. Uh, people will wear watermelons to the game like that's a staple or they'll throw one onto the field it's, it's actually ridiculous but I don't know so I don't bad. know what the watermelon came from or how it works but uh, some dudes probably just didn't have a green hat one right? day just like oh I can't need to wear green okay. yeah it's green we're gonna put watermelon on our head but it's stuck so like 
that's extreme how, like do you go to the store and like you have to pick one that's like fits your head because you know like hats are like you know seven three quarters seven one eighths like you say okay this watermelon yeah that looks like a seven one quarter i think that'll fit perfectly <laughs> yeah it's a thing so like they even have like fake hats of watermelons and um the lots of fans wear it so that's like a big thing is going to riders those league. are what friday nights or something yeah those are like saturday sunday <laughs> whatever well, yeah, a good, a good sunday, weekend typically. thing eh? good weekend yeah one. so like the big thing is in, if you're in saskatoon you drive to regina for the day you go to the game they usually either like you go with a party bus or there's a vehicle that will take you there and then you come back that night so doing that once at summer is always fun um i really enjoy going out to the lake though big lake guy my friends would have cabins and all that so we'd go out camping as a kid always camped but uh as i got older I went to my friends cabins and that was so much fun we do you like wakeboard or water ski and i used ski, to used stuff. to i can't anymore with my head injury yeah, yeah. i try to be smart and safe with that, that but uh the big thing is just like spending time by the fire sharing stories singing karaoke out there too do you like, play any instruments uh, no, I don't. I played the saxophone from like grade six to eight. Yeah, Absolutely loved it. But like, <laughs> that was it. That was all I could play. I actually want to get into guitar. I think when I'm older, like probably like 40 or so, I'd say like, couple, give me like some time to be established and all that. I want to pick up that as like something that I can learn and have around the campfire with my kids one day. Yeah, like, that'll, that'll yeah. be good. Play I, uh, a little jingle. I, yeah, I tried to learn the, uh, what instrument was it, Danny? The ukulele? Banjo. Oh, banjo. I love Mumford & Sons, big Mumford yes, guy. Yes, yeah. And everyone knows how to play guitar. Mm -hmm. like, so many people know how to play. And I was like, I, gotta, I have zero musical t talent. Like, when I mean zero, zero musical talent. Why? I'm just musically illiterate. That's tough. Yeah, like, I just, I, you know when you just you just don't get something? But it's just you can like, sing it, karaoke. No, so well, like, no, I can, but it doesn't mean I'm good. Tone uh, deaf. I'm tone deaf. Uh, I'm okay. just... I'll be at karaoke, like, oh, I'm like yelling into the <laughs> mic. Sorry, sorry for listeners on that one. Um, yeah, really bad. So I tried to learn the band show about three years ago, four years ago. I made it like three lessons in and like, I was just like, no, I can't do this. Oh, no. Like I had one instructor. I was just kind of like an odd character. And I was like, this is weird. Yeah. Like I'm in his house. His dogs are just like big, big, like the big bear looking dogs are just like staring at me. And I'm like <laughs> sucking. And I'm like, this dog's trying to tell me I suck. Yeah. Just, we gotta get us. So I tried. I tried, but I I didn't. But I agree with you. Once I'm older, I want to try too. Yeah. Georgie's got a little bit of musical talent. He was uh he was a DJ at university. He was pretty good. And a drummer. Cool. And a drummer. And he also played the clarinet because that's what Greeks do. They play the clarinet. Cool. So he was that. So he's got a little bit of musical talent here. Yeah, that's um, impressive. Yeah, I, I well, got good for none. him. So what that's what else do you guys do out there? So I guess yeah. cabins. So cabin lakes. lakes. We're like known for our lakes there. Um, I also there like mountains. And stuff? No, also, not really no, it's mountains. It's more yeah, it's like straight prairies. When people say you see your dog run away for two days, they're not kidding. Like it's it's a thing. So with the prairies, like it's super flat, but it's beautiful too because the sunsets literally like shine onto the gold fields and it actually oh, looks yeah. so nice. But um, other than that, not really too much to do. You can hang out. We golfed lots of golfing. That's you another good? big thing. I'm okay. I'm okay at golfing. I'm question. I'm terrible at this. You good? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you that, good? <laughs> that game, I'm okay. I had a membership last two summers or, yeah, three summers, not this summer. Um, but other than that, like, I wouldn't say I'm too good at it. We enjoy, like, just hanging out. I think that's yeah. the biggest thing is, like, we really don't go to much. We go to the concerts here and there whenever they come to town. Uh, the exhibition is always something fun that we. Oh, like you guys to have go it to. too. Yeah, we go. Yeah. Have you been to the one here? No, this one is absolutely huge, though. You have to go. Really? You have. It's to. so much fun. It is that like or the Wonderland. Staple. 
No, this Oh, both. This, well, Wonderland's you have to go to Wonderland. they're completely different. Wonderland's and it's close. Like, it's not far from you. Okay. Yeah, for me it's actually pretty close. Wonderland's cool because it's just like it's what we did growing up. Like you yeah. get season passes that are hundred bucks or whatever. They used to be. And you could go as many times as you want. Wow. And it was super cool because you get to ride the rides and it's like an amusement park. The yeah. X is more of a carnival. Oh, and I say that because yeah. they have rides, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. the rides are like terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. I I don't. The only ride I go on is the um, the gondola, just because you get to see all the lights. Yeah, it's like it's nice, whatever. Other than that, I you have to do the food building. Oh yeah, they have it's the, all about the food. Yeah, the yes. craziest food things you'll ever do. Like deep fried everything. Yeah, deep fried Mars bars. Oreos. Oh, those are old news. Old news now. Elf. Now that I have like deep fried. I don't even know butter or something. No, they have that. Uh, I went to the Texas State Fair, which is like the X in Toronto on steroids. Me and George oh my went, yeah, goodness. I went a couple years ago. It was the most insane thing I've ever been to, but it was also like deep fried butter, deep fried everything. It, they have butter? everything. Yes. Do you so remember people the donut? Eat it, you eat a people butter are sitting chunk. there eating chunks of butter deep fried, and I was like, I'm going to have a heart attack. <laughs> Do you remember but the, do- the, the no, donut burgers? Yeah, the donut there was burgers. A, the cronut burgers. Cronut burgers, yeah. It was like croissant and like whatever mixed into like couple patties like six patties cheese all these different things people are getting sick yeah it's wow. it's but wild. the food's amazing yeah and then they have concerts at night so you can go like listen to music yeah. you can obviously yeah. drink and like have fun good date night i don't know if you're single or dating but great date yeah. night um but yeah there's so much to it. it's like it's a nice thing i think tuesdays or some days if you go after six it's like five to five or ten bucks or something i don't know danny can check that Cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Tuesdays. Okay. Yeah. I yeah, usually. I, I gotta go then. Is it here right now? Uh, it starts next Friday. Okay. So it's August night. This is uh, fuck. CNE should be paying us for this plug. CNE. Uh, it's August 29th to September 5th. Oh. Okay. So it's usually like just okay, over yeah. two weeks. So it starts yeah. the Friday and ends. It always ends Labor Day Monday, and uh, I think the final weekend they always do fireworks and stuff too. But super cool. cool. If you want, and I hate that I'm I'm giving away all these free ads. Um, Argos are doing a $20 Argo ticket and it also gets you entrance into the exhibition same day. I think it's next Saturday. It's like Chinese day or something for the Argos. Wow. So they have a promotion where you get tickets for 20 bucks and you also get access to the X. Okay. Well, thank you for that plug. I'm going to be doing it. I told you I'm but a yeah. deal guy. I might, <laughs> yeah, I'm single right now, so, so I'll have to figure this out, but yeah. I'll it's okay. It's a good boys here. night too. Good yeah. boys night. Yeah. We, uh, we, we cool. usually do it and I know, um, it's weird. To, I'm, I'm not a carny, I swear, but I know one of the games, I know how to win a prize like every time. You know the one with the bottle that's on a slant? Yes. And you have a, a stick with a, ring, uh, a rope and a ring on it. Okay. And yeah. you have to stand the bottle up. Yeah. I don't know why. I just like, I figured out how to do it at a young age. Not a young age. What is like it? Five what's years your, What's your technique? Do you know what it is? I watched the guy do it. I was like, that looks so easy. And I did it twice and I couldn't do it. And I was like, no, this is ridiculous. I can definitely do this. And then I did it. And once you get it once, you just like, figure it out so every time i go to a carnival i play the game and i win the massive massive prizes so like we had one we did a, a road trip um back in september october and went to the yeah. texas fair cool i won this life-size like pink or purple bear or sloth <laughs> and it's like literally bigger than i am and we just kept it with us in the rv the whole time and uh yeah it's from that game so every time i go it's, it's a nice flex when i like if i go on a date yeah i'm like i got you a nice prize <laughs> We'll plan that I get the Take biggest fucking prize. The problem is you end up carrying it on a hot day. You're like, I don't want to carry this fucking massive bear. So you you give it to some little kid. Yeah, it's like the little kid can't carry. It. The mom ends up carrying. It. You're like, the, the, the mom's just looking at things. So appreciate it. I gotta carry this for the next three hours. <laughs> Literally, you have to put like a little 
coat check. You put yeah. your bear check. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> um, I want to ask, if you were doing what you're doing now, what would you be like? What, growing up, aside from playing hockey, what did like what, what were you going to be? Yeah, it was honestly, when I was 13, I wanted to be a chiropractor. So oh, so you did want to be. I really did want to do what I'm doing right now. I think... I also really well, wanted 13 to 13 year olds want to be chiropractors. I know, right? It was weird. I have back pain growing up and I tried everything under the sun. And then well, so you, re- got, you really got screwed. Eh? Diabetes, back pain. Yeah, so I have fuck. like Sherman's hyperkyphosis is called, which is like. Sorry, what? Yeah. Say, say uh, one more we're going to do it in layman's terms. So it's literally like curvature of my spine. I have a hunchback. That's like the best way to describe it. So like, <sighs> when I bend over, I have like a big bump on my back. And that was what was causing me pain. So I have like a wingspan of six foot one but I'm actually only like 5'8". So it's a real big difference. That's crazy. And it's due to the hyperkyphosis. So that's just like extended curvature in my spine. Man, if, but, that, if uh, that coach found out about that, he'd be like, no. Oh, yeah, he'd be like, okay, you hey, definitely. Don't, don't even try bowling. Hey, go into <laughs> like something else. I don't even know what's, go what's a less athletic sports than, <laughs> no. than bowling. I don't know. I don't well, even yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, honestly, there's not much. I don't know what's, yeah, what's like Dar- Stars might be the next. Stars might be the next one down at this point. Coach, like, okay, hey, kid, can't even bowling. Darts yeah, you go. Yeah, but that was so. That was like the thing I really wanted to do because that's what helped me the most. But before that, I was always interested in like being a professional hockey player. That was a big thing too. Yeah. Playing pro overseas was something that I always wanted to do. Oh, really? Yeah. Why never, overseas? I loved Europe. Went when I was a kid. I was twelve. What's your background? You do you have a European background or not? Yeah, I do. Yeah, so my grandma is Polish and my grandpa is Hungarian, okay. and then my dad was adopted. And his family is German, but oh, I never really got to be close with them per yeah, se. You got a little bit of everything there. Yeah, have yeah. You been to any of those places? Yeah, so I've been to Poland and Hungary. Love Where'd you go Poland and Germany. I spent all three. Uh, I went to Budapest. Yeah, me and Georgie went there a few. Years oh, ago. such a beautiful <laughs> so spot. Cool. It's so cool. Oh, I love How like it. the city's like it's Buda and Pest or whatever. Yes. So, like you go up to like the top of the mountain where the big castle is or whatever. So yeah. cool. Oh, I loved it. That was like, and that was when I was twelve. I went and saw this, and I literally your whole perspective changes. Like I want to be an NHL player, and after that, I was like, no, I want to go to school. Europe. I want to get a good scholarship, and I want to go play pro and play in Europe. That was like the whole dream when I was a little kid. So it's really different than most children who like, I want to go NHL. I was like, I don't even care. I just want to go live my life in Europe kind of thing. You know, it's funny. I, I talked about this maybe about a month ago. And I said, going to Europe in, before the age of like 17 or 18, I feel like you don't appreciate the beauty of it. Like you're saying like you, you appreciate it back then, which is crazy. I mm-hmm. went to, I used to go to Italy all the time. My, my mom and dad are both uh, well, my dad's fully time, my mom's part. Okay. Um, but we used to go all the time, and like I remember going to the Coliseum at like 12 years old. And yeah. It's like a hot day, 35 degrees, and you're like, I want to go home, I want to go home, I want to go home. Now you go there, and you're like, holy crap! Like this is this is the fucking Coliseum. Like yeah. Like how it was built. First off, like it doesn't thousands of years ago. You're like, okay, hey, like actually, like maybe there was aliens. Who knows? Like that's yeah, crazy. Like. You see, like, the underground, like, layers and stuff, like, the dungeons and all the underground paths. You're like, how did they build this? Literally. Like, I'm, I'm in construction. I know I know what it takes to build something like that today <laughs> with the technology and, like, yeah. hydraulics and, and all the equipment we have in today's society. They had fucking pulley, pulley systems back then. Literally. How did you do that with pulley systems? Like, does it make sense to you? Like, it, like I don't believe in aliens. Well, <laughs> I don't believe that aliens came here, so I do believe we built it. I just don't. I don't understand how. Yeah. It's like the Great Wall of China. You ever been to China? Oh, I've been to China. That's on my bucket list. Amazing. Like, yeah. It, the Great Wall of China, again, me and George went for his birthday in 2017, maybe. Cool. He was traveling the world, so I met me and my family met him and his family in China. 
We did the Great Wall of China. Do you know how long it is? I think it's like 80 kilometers or something. 21,000 or 20,000 kilometers. It is the span of Canada east to west. You can fact check that. I'm 100% correct. 20,000. Or maybe more. 21. 10,523 kilometers. The full thing. 10,000? That's it? You sure? It says... Oh, no. Never mind. That's the distance from us to the Great Wall of China. Google the Great Wall of China. I'm willing to bet it's around 20,000. 21,196. You know how many many bets I've won on that bet? Because people are like, oh, it's like 2,000. I'm like, no. Because some of it's a path, right? It's not like an actual wall. But some of it's like built on hills. And it's an actual wall. Like wall, wall. It was built like thousands of years ago. Wow. Like, how did, how did, like, did they have donkeys carry these brinks up like, yeah. one by one? Like, like how, how did it, you see it? You're like, this is insane. We're literally up in the mountains, not near civilization. And it's like a crazy wall. It's just as far as the eye can see. That's unbelievable. Literally, after. from Canada. You, you have to. It's across. Canada east to west. Canada east to west is 10,000 kilometers, I believe. That's, if you go from like the Newfoundland or Halifax or whatever is most east to Vancouver Island west. 10,000. Uh, 7,560. So it's almost so can it's east, west, and back. <laughs> Just trying to like picture, picture that and that. think of that is unbelievable. Man, if you have a chance, and I'm sh- uh, there's no question in my mind you will have a chance at some point in your life, yeah. you must go. Do wow. like, I don't know, a two-week trip like Tokyo, Japan, yeah. and then go, go see China, Beijing, whatever. It's just amazing. That's so cool. Uh, yeah. What's your favorite place to travel to? Uh, so far, it's been, I'd say Europe, probably. I've yeah. been three times now. So, so far, Europe. If I had to, like, pick the best spot, Venice, Italy, that really, really? like... Ooh, girls was... listening are like, okay, okay, he's <laughs> single, wants to go to Venice. Some girls are going to slide in the DMs. Hey, what, do you want to go to the X next week? <laughs> Honestly, though, nice. Venice, yeah, I loved Venice. It was gorgeous there. It's crazy to think that Venice might not be around, like, maybe in our lifetimes, it'll obviously be around, but, like... Maybe our great great grandchildren won't be able to really witness no. it, right? Because yeah. of like high water rising, yeah. tides, and everything. Hundred percent. Yeah. I think I don't know what the stat is, and don't don't even bother googling this. But if it rises to a certain point, once the water gets too high, like a lot of the buildings will start to like deteriorate from yep. the inside, which is so which sad. Is, and even like when so I went to Portugal, so I was just there a couple of weeks ago, and we we're in Lisbon, and the tour guide was saying like, "This might not even be here," and I was like didn't really hit me until they said it and i was like yeah like you're right like maybe like 50 years 100 years like you're probably not gonna see this and i just when it just broke my heart i was like, i feel so bad like all these amazing things that have been created and have stand the time yeah. might not even be there yeah i'm and i might be going to lisbon in about a month from now like just cool. under a month you gotta go so we're doing um so again george the reason georgie isn't here for the listeners georgie is in currently in Greece. He just proposed to his wonderful now fiance Becca. She's been on the podcast before. She's Danny's best friend. Uh-huh. Um, that's how Danny kind of got into this. That's cute. That's so awesome. he just proposed. So I guess congrats, George, on the pod officially. Yeah, congrats, congrats big, George. Hey, big yeah, that's big. Listening. If I think you, it's a big thing. Yeah, it yeah. is. So he's uh, first time, only time he'll be engaged. So this is exciting. Um, but yeah, so that's why he's not here. He's currently in Greece. And the point of that story was. We're oh, we're going, going to Europe. Yeah, we're all to going Europe. to Europe to kind of celebrate the engagement and like do a end of the summer party. So we're doing Mykonos. Then a bunch oh. of the groups go to Barcelona. Me and another oh friend are going goodness. to Nice and Monaco. Then we all meet in Ibiza for five days. And then most of the group goes home. And then I'm, I might do Lisbon by myself. 
Holy just because I've, I've never been to Portugal. The, I heard it's gorgeous. You got to go. You got to go Lisbon and Sintra. Where? Sintra is called. And it's like where all these palaces are. There's, I think, four Is it close five. to Lisbon? Yeah, 45 minutes. It's like you get a tour. Okay. There's a day tour. You can go. I don't even have a half day tour. And they take you to Regulera is called. And Sintra and to, oh, I'm going to, I was bugging me. I can't remember this other one. This other palace that's like really so colorful. And uh, those are like the three big places you, it'll take you. And it's about $60 and it's 100% worth it. Like it's, yeah. that, that was like one of the highlights of my trip. That and then like the tour of Lisbon itself was another highlight. And you yeah. get like free guided tours too. So pro tip when you go to Europe, look up free guided tours. And you go meet up with the guide. So the guide takes you to the tour and all around. It's like hour or two. And then you pay what you think they deserve. So it's super nice. yeah, cool. If you, if you enjoy it, they get, you give them some. If it's yeah. trash, you give them nothing. Well, yeah. Or so like they deserve, they earn their pay. And it's really great because I had great experiences the whole time with those tour guides. So would definitely recommend it. What's, uh, what's your favorite part about Portugal? Uh, I love the colors. Yeah. I really love like how colorful things were. It was, we were there for the heat wave. So it was like pretty hot. I was leaking a bit, oh, uh, yeah. but, uh, glucose levels are skyrocketing. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're going actually down. <laughs> oh, they go down. Oh, yeah. sorry. My bad. Oh, it's all good. But like a lot, yeah, they're going down. But, uh, the whole thing was just, I loved the culture of it too. Like so vibrant, upbeat and even Barcelona when you go, oh. I love it in Barcelona too. Like I was dancing, shaking my mama gave me on the D floor and it was just like some little pub and me and my buddy were there and they had like dance lessons. So we learned how to salsa. We learned how to do like, I don't even know what the dances were called, but who knows? It was a blast. You're working. You just got to soak, you just got to soak up the whole experience. But I definitely, after this, I'll give you some recommendations, some places to go. Yeah. There's so many cool spots. We've done Barcelona is my favorite city in the world. Yes. Um, I love it there too. I've been there uh, maybe about five times now, four or five times. Wow. The thing I love about Barcelona is that you get the best of like both worlds. You get like the amazing old school architecture. Like La Sagrada Familia is like one of the coolest things ever. The fact that it's still not built is like mind blowing. But when you get there, you're like, okay, I understand why it's not fully built because like the attention to detail on this is insane and like they're doing restoration on a building that's not fully built yet which is like (laughs) mind-blowing then you got a beautiful beach that's basically right downtown so imagine like toronto's lakefront was a gorgeous beach yes so it's like that would be kind of comparable but there it's like you have a gorgeous beach with gorgeous architecture you have like beach bars everyone's vibing like energy yes. so like upbeat like you know la rambles is like you have that nice like downtown strip vibe kind of mentality like I, I love it. And then Ibiza is my favorite island in the world. I've never been to Ibiza. I got to go. Yeah, I can't tell stories on this podcast about it. But yeah, you have to go. <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, it's an amazing, it's my favorite place on earth. Like I could, I could probably live there. Wow. Uh, and then Portugal, wow. I've never been. I heard the food's bomb in Portugal too. I have a couple of Portuguese friends and they yep. say it's like top notch. Yep. Yeah, just look at reviews online and they won't steer you wrong. What I love doing is I love just like, again, walking there, just kind of walking by someplace that looks good and then just going in. I like staying in places for two or three days. Yep. Once I know my surroundings and I'm fully like accustomed to the city, then I know it's time to go. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It's like, you know, yeah. once you're like kind of, we and I always like to stay in old towns, like wherever the old town is. Mm-hmm. So like we're going to Nice, me and my buddy Dave, and yeah. we're going to stay right in old town Nice. Oh, I'll be cool. So they say there's like all the markets are there, everything's yeah. there. So. Plus, you don't end up really staying in the hotel or like the house much. No, like honestly, there, we got like the cheapest rooms possible or hotels. And we're out on town the whole time. 
like you want if you're there you want to see that you want to yeah, experience yeah. it you want to be a part of the culture you want to be part of language so like you want to fully live yeah, it right you like, want to be immersed in it and so that was what we did and it couldn't have been happier with it. Yeah. You got any trips coming up? Any like exciting travel plans? Not really. I just came back from the one I was in uh, Ireland for a week and a half, traveling a chiropractor there. Okay. Did a speech there in Ireland as well. So I do speaking engagements yeah. as well. So that was another. How cool, you like those? That's amazing. I, I love feel like it. some could be like super intense. Some could be super fun. Like yeah, it all depends on which kind of one. Yeah, it, is. it depends on the audience. And yeah. I've done like various audiences from like little kids all the way to elderly in care homes. So it's like super cool to have that kind of atmosphere aspect and different audiences and yeah i loved it and so that was a really great experience i did a sports team there they were like called the gaelic football and it's like it's not soccer but it's not football it's, it's like, a rugby, rugby, it's like yeah. a rugby ish but like it's not really any of those it's is like that the one where mix. there's a net on the bottom but then you can also kick yes. it above too yeah yes yeah. yeah so i did like one of those teams and it was like their professional team so it was cool to do that and those guys are monsters oh they're like, so changed. it makes football players look soft sometimes because like these guys are like yeah borderline yeah. nuts oh yeah and like the fact that they're running to each other with their no equipment on and like full ruining speed. each other's full speed like. yeah it just doesn't make sense but anyways and after that went to uh you're probably like cracking their back like bro like you need <laughs> to stop playing this stop playing the sport like, yeah pick up football at least like football's way yeah. way more protective than this <laughs> i was doing some soft tissue on one of the guys and uh we were at a martial arts place and he was like, oh, my goodness, this feels so good. And I was like, yeah, it's good. And, he was like, and literally, he was like, yeah, I just had a fight yesterday. And uh, the guy couldn't walk after. And I was just sitting there. I was like, what? Well, it happened. And he's like, oh, I broke his femur. And I was just like, this guy I'm working on broke biggest this other bone, guy's bone femur. Body. I was like, this is insane. I need to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. like, I, I hope I don't hurt you. Yeah. Like, just let me do my thing. <laughs> uh, before I want to keep keep on yeah. the speaking engagement, but have you ever watched a Netflix show about that sport in somewhere in Italy or Spain? I can't remember what it is, but it's soccer. It's like handball soccer, but like you can like fight in the middle of sport. No, Danny, Google this it. one. It's a sport where it's. It's like one of the oldest sports and there's four si sports. four towns within the city and you, you play for your town. Where? I think it's in Spain or Italy. There was a Netflix show about it. It's like you can literally fight, but you also have to like throw the ball in the net or something. Interesting. I can't remember what it's called. I don't know what to Google. I'm like fight, throw ball. Sport, <laughs> Netflix. Sport. Sport, Netflix. If you find it, it's, cr it's like the craziest sport. Like people literally like, you're just like punching people. The ball is like a secondary thing. And then once people start dropping, then you start playing the sport. <laughs> oh, you find it? That's a wild game. Is it called Home Game? Was Modern it? Gladiator? Maybe that's it. Is that, that the title of the article? Oh, that was a bunch. Okay, when you find it, let us know after. Wow. But, uh, any more speaking engagements coming up? You said Ireland? Yeah, yeah so that one was really cool. And um, I got lots coming up here in the pipe. I'm going to Winnipeg and doing one the for... Peg. Yeah, going to the peg. I'll be there for like quite a while. I'm there from September 4th, I think, to September 8th. Awesome. And nice. I have thing. three speeches there. And then after that, I'm going to Saskatoon, have another speech there. And then I'm going out to Kelowna, Saskatoon again. Yeah, I got lots coming up here down the pipe in BC, a couple. So do you still get, you get, do you ever get nervous? I shouldn't say still. Do you ever yeah. get nervous? No, I don't because. The big thing for me is just like connecting with people. Yeah, he's good at this. I don't know if I'm good at this. You can but tell just, he's done this before. Right? <laughs> <laughs> just connecting with people. That's the biggest thing is like having that ability to just go up there, be confident in your, what you're portraying. And most of it is about like positivity, resilience, mindset, and like finding how to handle adversity 
and those type of situations. So like, people's gonna be opening up for you <laughs> soon. <laughs> Having lived it and like experienced it, and now helping other people, it inspires me. It gives me passion and gives me life too to help those people. We are going through those tough times and being a support for them and finding ways to connect with them on different levels. So for me, I view it as an art. I view it as like fun and. I really have enjoyed the whole aspect of it. And you know what's the, the good part is people can see you and, you know, uh, the, I try trying not to talk about the crash, obviously, but people, everybody knows it. All Canadians, most North Americans will, will remember that. Actually, most people around the world will remember it. And if they can see how you've overcome that and, like, you've powered through and, like, look, man, you're you're in the, some of the best spirits of any of the guests we've ever had. And, like, if they can see you like that, they think, okay, fuck my bad day doesn't look bad at all anymore. You know, it's like putting it into perspective because fuck like what you've been through. Let's take away the back and the, the diabetes. Like, you know, just <laughs> yeah. the, the crash alone is, is enough yeah. to fucking make people melt. But then fuck I, the back. I didn't even know about That yeah. wasn't in the bio. Danielle, come on. No, thanks for it's that. Not, it's that not. wasn't in the bio. I didn't have those notes. <laughs> uh, but then the diabetes, it's like, fuck, you've overcome so much adversity. And like, here you are like still living life, still enjoying it. You got a big smile on your face. Like you're just like a happy fucking dude, man. Yeah. Like, well, you gotta be. And I think like that's where it comes it back to like full circle is like focus on the things I can control and like even enjoying the grind of life. Like think about it, we all have a grind, whether that's work, school, athletics, academics, relationships, you got business, like we all have a grind. But in that grind to actually enjoy the process, enjoy the daily things that you have to do. And for me that's what I do in my life is like I have a gratitude journal, I wake up every morning and write down three things I'm grateful for. And that sets my intentions for the day. It's like, and it could be the biggest things. It could be the littlest things too. Do you use like a specific, specific journal or do you just do it yourself? I do it on my phone notes. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I know the five minute journal became really popular, especially during COVID. Yes. It five really minute did. Journal, that was yeah. nice one. I, I have one too. I use it. <laughs> yeah. I have my five minute journal. Then I have like a separate journal with like, I just write random thoughts and like goals and random stuff. That's but then cool. My f- gratitude journal is my five minute journal. It's like, I don't do the nighttime one because I just leave it at my office. So I do it Monday yeah. to Friday. Same thing. Just you know, three yeah. things you're high before, three things that can make today a great day. Yeah. And it's so powerful because then it sets your intentions. Yeah. You're like, yeah, today, you know what? I'm grateful. I have a roof over my head. And my when I put down grateful to hop on the pod, like I was actually like super pumped about it. Man. And that's like I having this opportunity even to talk and connect, that's what I love. And so nailed it. I yeah. write down some days if I know we're having a pod, I'm like, I write, I hope I have a good pod. Yeah. That's one of the things I like that will make today great. I hope I have a good pod. Because sometimes you have episodes where like, again, we don't know all of our guests. Like sometimes mm-hmm. like we don't know you. Today's episode could have been, you know, like super sad and super kind of like tear jerky where it's like, okay, that's not what we're about. We're about like happiness and like, you know, bringing people laughs and smiles and yeah. putting people in good moods. And sometimes you're like, hey, this could be a bad one. Like this could end up being like a tear jerker where we just sit here and like, you know, at the end we're just goosebumps the whole episode. It's not always bad. No, it's not always bad, but you know, you want to have good times. You want to have good conversations, good energy, good vibes, and like good stories and, and share things. And you want to get along with your guests. hundred um, percent. But that's why I'll write it down too. Same thing. I hope like, I hope I have a good pod today. Yeah. Like, you know, like, yeah, I hope like, I remember once I wrote, I hope I don't get traffic on my way downtown. today. <laughs> that's what we made I should have wrote happen. that in mind. But okay, maybe it would have helped. <laughs> that's, that's why you got traffic on the way down. But it's the but little thing. It like, is. Hey, but I don't get, I hope I don't get mad today. Yeah. But like you get to control that too. Like, and that's the aspect of it. That's so cool. Is like, I can control how I respond to that situation. Yeah. Do I want that to be like the thing that ruins my day? No. It's fine. 
But it's like you said about the seconds, right? Like, you, yeah. would you get mad if, would you throw away the $8,000 or whatever for 10, for 10 bucks? No, you wouldn't. Yeah. Me and Danielle, when we're on the phone, some days I'm driving. I think everybody's a bad driver. There's okay, so many days I'm like, Danielle, this fucking guy in front of me doesn't know how to drive with this. So-and-so is terrible. This person cut me off, blah, blah. Yeah. Literally 10 seconds later, I'm like, okay, so we're doing the concert. You want to meet at mine? We meet at yours. We're having drinks before. What are we eating? <laughs> yeah. So you let it go, right? Because yeah. you, you can't let it ruin your day. No, and that's the cool part about it. So like with all the adversity that I have faced and all that and connecting with those audiences and even just like waking up every day and soaking up the world, there's just, there's so much to life. And for me, it's, I've had chances where I shouldn't be here and situations with my injuries that I probably shouldn't be the way I am today. But to make the most of all I got and the time I have is something I continue to do every day. Man, I love it. I know. How do you manage it all? You're in chiropractic school, yeah. which is a very hard program to get into. Yeah. You're speaking engagements. Yeah. You just wrote a book. Yeah. Like, I have how, many, first how off, many more things can you do? I have a mentorship program for type 1 diabetic children. Too. Mentorship There's program. The foundation. Like yeah never ending How yeah. first off for those who don't know danielle actually was gonna go to the same school that you were in well, yeah we were talking about, about we were talking about yeah. this off air so danielle yes. knows what it's like to be in or maybe not know oh, like, I, I, like, I went through the process of like applying and everything like i under yeah. like it's a very hard program to get into like good for you well thank you appreciate it yeah. thanks so a uh, question how do you manage yeah. that i think the big thing is like Focusing on doing things at the right time and time management is huge for at least me in my life. So like, for example, this morning, I like to work out every day or at least do something physically active. Even on like a day off, I'll stretch. Like, it's just like, that's how I am. And so for me, I got my workout in this morning at eight and then I got like some work done before. I talked to a couple of my diabetes today, uh, which is like part of the mentorship program. I love that name, eh, too, Diabetes. Yeah, Diabetes, because I want them to feel beautiful for their difference, but beauty is also like a hockey term, too. Yeah, man, so like Diabeauty, yeah, combining it. But uh, I think the big thing is just time management and focusing on being productive in that time because we have all this time in the day, and what we do in that Technically, time Technically, you have really less time, actually, because you said, I, I, I watched an interview where said you need like eight to ten hours of sleep or else like you don't function yes, properly. Yes, I do. I need at least like eight to ten, yeah. And I, then I wouldn't actually have full capacity of functioning due to my brain injury that I suffered. So it's really... You for, actually have less time than the rest of us. Yeah. I guess then if you if you count six hours of a normal sleep, then... The but, six to eight. So you're basically yeah. down two hours. Yeah. So okay, I'm down two hours. But in those... And you're still done. Yeah. Yeah. So like I want to get stuff done. So I do the stuff that I want to do. And then I prioritize what needs to be done first. And I... Yeah. It's just kind of being, ex executing in the time that we got. I think that's the biggest thing that has really helped me be able to do all this stuff and still like keep my head on my shoulders, not go down dark episodes or have like tough days. Like I've been really able to focus on things that uplift me and I even like read one book a day, but it's through an app called Headway and they give you like the key cold notes of the book. So it's like 20 minutes max and I read it on 1.5 times speed. So like it goes maybe less that's like 15 minutes or even a little bit less. And it's super cool because I get knowledge of a book in night while I'm brushing my teeth and I'll brush my teeth, get ready for bed, do my little face routine kind of thing. And then that's like a book that I read in a day. So I try to continue to develop myself and it's crazy when I tell people these things because they're like, how do you do all this stuff? But it's like executing in the time and prioritizing. I love that. Yeah. Um, before we do wrap up, cause we're kind of nearing that point, the book obviously wrote a book fucking amazing first off thank amazing. you amazing um 
I, it's still out crossroads. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us about it. Obviously, you know, you're sharing kind of your stories and kind of similar to what we're talking about here on the pod, but, uh, why'd you decide to write it? What's the idea? Obviously we know the idea behind it, but why'd you decide to write it? And yeah. kind of what was that process like? So when I first got asked about, it, I really didn't want to write a book, to be honest. I had like so many things on the go. I was with like four things with York university. I was a student athlete. I had a brain injury. I still have my brain injury, but like I was just kind of understand my brain injury. And I was like, yeah, no. And so I turned it away and kept coming back. More people telling me I should write a book, more offers kept turning it away. And I was like, I don't want to write this. And then it got to the point where I started asking like people in my life, like what they thought They're like, yeah, like for sure. So I was still pretty against it. I have an agency and my agents with like talent bureau and his name is Jeff Lowe was amazing. Like, my one of my best friends and uh so he was like okay like we have a couple offers online we need to give them a date that you decide if you want to go through this or not so we gave him a date and at the time i was saying no 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 so i was sitting in class one day and this was like i needed to decide by tuesday and the class session was monday night i had to class monday night 7 p.m prospects and perils of globalization <laughs> i so, love how you remember the exact class yeah he's like i was seeing third row i was front and center no, yeah jessica was to my right mark was to my left i couldn't do yeah and so like i was third row i'm sorry not third row front row <laughs> and literally center so i'm a huge nerd I, I like i love school i love learning and i'm proud of it i don't even care we need nerds in this world anyways man graduated so, 4.0 right or 80 percent or something uh, mega cum laude yeah 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 you. but thank you it was a uh, huge nerd but so in front center he walks up and every class he like walks in a little bag and like goes straight up to the front and like sets his bag down and when he comes up to the mic he either says something like super controversial gets the whole class going says like a quote or a statistic so today he said a quote and he looked me straight in the eye i'm talking like straight in the eye and he says when you want to change the world it starts with you so i'm sitting in class there and it absolutely just fucking goosebumps hit me (laughs) hit me so hard because I did want to change the world. I was doing lots of stuff. I was volunteering with like four different organizations as a national ambassador for three. I had my own program. Like I was like doing lots. And I was like, I'm, I'm writing a book. I turned to my roommate. I'm like, I'm writing a book. Turned to my teammate. I'm writing a book. They're like, you don't even read. What do you mean you're writing a book? <laughs> like, what? And I'm like, no, I'm writing a book. And they're like, what are, you, are you on something? I was like, no, no, like, I'm, I'm going to write a book. And they're like, what the heck? So no one knew that I was actually talking to different publishers. But I was talking like Penguin Random House and HarperCollins. And uh, they had offers for both of them. And so I went back the next day and said, yeah, I'm writing a book. Let's do this. So um, after that, I wanted to help the, like, leave a positive impact and help other people through my story. So um, the big thing is I donated all my proceeds to Stars Air Ambulance. Amazing. Who like help save lives every single day. And they're save lives on april 6 2018 for my teammates and then also like truly make a difference in rural communities of prairies especially and then also was able to talk about like hope family resilience mental health emotional health sports community teamwork lots of things that i think are really valuable even like death and perception and like some of the harder topics that people kind of shy away from i really wanted to bring to light and hopefully help other people throughout my journey so it's been so fortunate and grateful for the whole experience. And uh, it's crazy just a year and a half later now. Yeah, it's still surreal. Amazing. Um, I got one last question, actually, before we wrap up. 
I have a lot of tattoos. A lot of mine have no meaning at all. I think they're just cool okay. looking tattoos. I have a feeling yours have meaning. Yeah, they do. What? So the big piece on your forearm. Yeah, here. yeah. So I have, I guess, a front and a back. The f- back will do first. So this part is my diabetic part from like here down. So it says type one diabetic. It's got the MediAlert logo, but it also has a needle in the logo, and the needle is dripping the one. It was just like a little creative thing. I, I wanted to design it. Uh, myself so i did that and it's got 16 because that's been my number ever since i was a little little kid and it has so much meaning wait to why me. 16 um it was my dad's number growing up oh, actually okay. that's a good one yeah and then after that he was like you should pick 16 so that's, <laughs> that's how i got it, it was yeah, like but growing kid. up playing hockey they only go to like 14 or yeah, something so how'd you yeah. get 16 i don't know how i got it i think our jerseys went to 18 i believe oh they went yeah. to 18 okay. yeah yeah it's a sasky thing huge sasky thing well, there's only two, th- two teams, right? So they probably, <laughs> they probably went up to 20. <laughs> probably, honestly. But, uh, no, yeah, so I was able to get 16. Like, it was my first number I ever had. So really meant a lot. But then I have a map of Sask in the back for just, like, my roots will always be there because I have a compass. And that's, like, the main kind of piece for my family. And I have positive over negative in the compass to always find the positive direction. And I have M for my dad, Mark, A for my mom, Anita, on east and west. And then there are birth dates on either side and then two ropes, one for each parent because we're so tight and I'm only a child. So we're a super tight knit family and I wanted that to be resembled. Then on this side is the Humboldt side and it's like my memorial aspect. I talk about it really vividly in chapter 16 of the book, but it's, I'll give you the cold notes here because it's like that chapter was probably the hardest chapter to write because it's like the memorial chapter, but it's also the most beautiful and my favorite chapter in the book. But uh, so I have some little grassroots here popping up from this is in a scene in Saskatoon just to give you some background context. So I have some back, uh, sorry, some grassroots for the people here. And uh, the whole idea is that we all came from different grassroots, different backgrounds, and we're all rooted into who we are. And then I got ice on the Saskatoon River. And that's where we played the game was through hockey on ice. So I have like some skate marks, which is like, eerie in a sense of like saying that the marks were always like going to be on me forever in mentally physically emotionally like no matter what i'll always have that with me and i have the puck and the stick just because we bonded through hockey i have a bridge here of saskatoon with the delta besbro it's like more of the saskatoon landmark and the bridge was actually built during the great depression and it was okay. to help other people so that was where i'd go to heal after the crash And I would literally go there to get away from everybody because it was so like you walking around, you have your hair dyed that you're recognized, that instantly recognized. So I would go away. Then I have uh, 13 birds flying in a V formation into light rays to find the light in the darkness. And that will always be together as the 13 survivors. And then I have 16 stars for the ones who passed away. And they always shine bright in the darkest of times, too. And they're always stars on this earth. So for me, this was something that I really wanted to commemorate the crash, but also to be something that meant a lot that people had to ask about and I'd be willing to share with them rather than, oh, it says humble Broncos or things like that. So it really does mean a lot. That was good. Yeah, no, that was good. Amazing. Here I am with, you know, eagles on my thighs just because I thought they looked cool. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Well, and I you. Um, I actually do think that's a pretty good note to to end on. Uh, actually, one more, last one. We'll end on a little bit of a happier note. I guess if there was a movie about your life, who would you want to play you? Could be anyone from any point in time. 
I honestly don't want, don't want even a movie on my life, to be honest. Well, you said there was no book either. So maybe one day, maybe one day we'll oh, do it. There'll be a you're movie. You're right. You're right. I was told never to say never. There we go. But, uh, yeah, I'd say it'd be cool to have like Tom Cruise. But like, okay, Tom, <laughs> Tom Cruise? Cruise is sick. He's a cool guy. He's a bit crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can see like a Ryan Reynolds or Ryan something. Reynolds would be really cool. Actually. Ryan like Reynolds, Ryan you Reynolds. know, like yeah. a good like Canadian boy. Yeah. I go Ryan Reynolds for sure. And even like. Yeah, it's your movie. You I'm gonna stay. No, I, I like that. I'm sticking with Ryan Reynolds. That's my guy. Yeah. Um. All right, That's man. Cool. What about you? Uh, usually my answer used to be Ashton Kutcher. Okay. I just feel like he could play like a funny dude. He's also pretty chill. I like that. Yeah. yeah I, like I think that. I'd go Ashton Kutcher. Danny, who would play you? Yeah. Who'd you say? Did Reese you say Rachel McAdams? No, Reese Witherspoon. Oh, Reese Witherspoon. Ooh, yeah, I like that. That's always, yeah, she's Reese Witherspoon. For yeah, sure. that's sweet. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um. Cool. But yeah, Kim, man, thanks for coming on. This was honestly amazing. Like you're. A phenomenal speaker you're a great guest like your storytelling and the way you look at life is truly amazing and i do believe you inspire thousands of people every time you kind of just open your mouth or anytime you walk into a room you're an inspiration so thank you for sitting well, down with you. us this was awesome if people want to find out more about you your speaking arrangements your book anything where can they go how can they find you thank you so much i really appreciate the kind words it means yeah. a lot um so you can find me at www.calebdahlgren.com Super basic. It's Caleb with a K. A lot of people think it's a C. Um, and uh, social media is just at Caleb Dahlgren too. Uh, it's nothing too crazy. Don't have any numbers or anything like crazy. No, no, no. I try to keep it low key. Yeah, keep it fair, easy. So yeah, that's the way you find me. But honestly, I hope it connects with people. I yeah. hope this can help somebody going through a tough time and hopefully make them a little bit happier. We, we always better. say as long as it helps at least one person, which honestly, I think I took, I took something out of this. So, if it doesn't help anybody, at least you know you helped me on this one. Aww, so I, uh, I appreciate you coming in, uh, sitting down with us. It sucks that Georgie wasn't here because I know he would have loved this one too. But um, yeah, man, you're welcome to come back on anytime you want. Maybe we'll do this maybe after some of the speaking arrangements or maybe we'll get you on during hockey season or something. We'll cool. tell some more stories. Yeah. Maybe after that trip to Vegas or something. Yeah. Hundred percent. hundred percent. It's going to happen eventually. I don't yeah. know when. Okay. But, uh, yeah. I would love to do that. It'd be amazing. Well, Thank we'll, fi so we'll figure something out. I like this. And if you made it to the end of this, we appreciate you guys. Thanks for living. Give, give Caleb a follow on Instagram, socials, all those fun things. Share this with your friends and until next time, pals. Cheers. See you, pals. You like to drink and to smoke to take away the pain. And I don't remember all of my mistakes in every eye.